Hey mamas, welcome back to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast. I'm so happy that you're back because this episode, mamas, it's going to be really for us and our kids. We're going to talk about shouting at our kids, being easily angry with them, and how do we actually overcome that. Because let me ask you this, mamas, do you find yourself always shouting and easily getting angry with your kids? Or have you ever yelled at your kids and been so surprised by just how angry you were and you feel really guilty about it? Have you also asked yourself, how can I stop yelling at my kids? I mean, yelling is normal. Anger is a normal human emotion that we all feel, for sure. But I know that deep down, you still feel guilty, mamas. You still feel terrible, right? And you want to stop yelling at your kids. Oh, mamas, that's what we're going to talk about for this episode. So hang in there, grab that cup of coffee or reheat it if it's already lukewarm. And I'll see you in a few. Hi, mamas. Welcome to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast, where you will learn how to build a thriving business alongside a God-centered marriage and motherhood. I'm Dr. Jack Bacaltos, child of God, wife and awesome surgeon, mom to two boys, pediatrician turned full-time mom turned mompreneur. I believe that God placed where you are for a reason. And if that is being a mom, then bless you, you have a big purpose. But what if you're a mom yet you also hold dreams in your heart, say building a business perhaps? Yes, God placed those dreams in your heart too. In this podcast, you will be empowered and be equipped with business skills, mindset shifts, and faith stories to help you grow your business while being intentional in marriage and motherhood. So if you're ready to truly have a faith-filled and fulfilled mompreneur life, then grab a cup of coffee or tea or just prop your feet up for a while and uh-oh, here's my little boy, Kael. Hello, I'm Kael. I help my mom to get inspired, chase big dreams, and something near. Listen to mommy's podcast and enjoy the show. <laughs> what he said. There you go. Let's dive in. All right. The scenario goes like this. Right, you ask your kids to pick up their toys you know right after they're playing so now it's now packing away time so you ask them to pick up their toys and then you get no response you ask them again once and then you ask them again twice and then thrice and then now you start to raise your voice but then you still get no response and then that's when you shout or this is another scenario you ask them to put their clothes on or to eat their breakfast because they will be late for their virtual school I mean, even if it's just there in the other room, but still, they will be late, right? So you tell them once, you tell them twice, you tell them thrice, and then they're still not budging. So now you raise your voice, and then now you yell at them, right? I mean, yelling, shouting, snapping, always on the edge, you know, always angry, galit sa mundo. This happened to you before, right? Or maybe also now. Or maybe it was some other scenario, like your child is seemingly deaf to whatever it is you're saying. Like you tell them to stop, you tell them no. And then there's just so many other things in your mind. You need to attend also to your other little one. And then there's still no reaction from them. And then that's when you lose it and you just blow up on them. 
I know you try so hard to stay positive and keep your cool mama. I also know that when the pressure is on, like there's just so many things going on and so many things that you need to do, sometimes you just blow it. Sometimes we just blow it, me included. We yell at our kids, we get angry and we shout at them. That's tough to admit, isn't it? Believe me, I know how tough it is. Because for several years, I was at that place too until I finally decided to be really intentional in refraining myself to be angry. Right, I will just gonna tell you, maybe from time to time you will hear my baby in the background. He is in the other room, he's playing. So yeah, you might hear him from time to time. <laughs> Believe me, I know how tough it is because for several years I was at that place until I finally decided to be really intentional in refraining myself to be in that angry state, to be always angry and always shouting. And that's the reason why I wanted to put out this episode because not just because most of you requested it, because part of the poll that I raised inside the community, this was actually the second most requested topic. And I also believe that in truly being fulfilled mompreneurs or fulfilled mamas, we should be at least in that peaceful state, in that calm state, to just refrain from always, always shouting. I really, I truly believe that in order to make happy families, the mama herself should be also happy. Because we're like, we are the ones who set the mood in our family. You know, when you are happy, have you also noticed that the rest of the family members are all smiling and happy? And when you're moody or you're angry, the rest of the, your family members, your kids and your husband, know they're irritable, they're snapping at each other, and everyone's just not in a bad mood also. So that's how important for us mamas to be in a happy state. Or at least if not, if happy is too, you know, too good a word or it's too perfect a word, at least, you know, in a calm state. <laughs> You know, just a disclaimer, I don't claim to be a parenting expert, but I do understand the basics of child development being a pediatrician myself. And let's just say what I got from my journey towards a, being a less angry, a more patient and gentle mom. Because I can really say that I have evolved to be in this better place than when I was just starting years ago. All of this, what I'll be sharing with you are truly from experience. And from the books that I've read, because I will be linking some books also that have been really helpful to my journey. And from advices also that I get from veteran parents, especially those practicing gentle parenting and those practicing Christian parenting. I really also hope that it will also help you as much as it did to me. Alright, I'm going to start with the day that I realized that my yelling and my being in an angry mood all the time had to stop. I was almost always moody, probably brought about because I was very preoccupied because I was literally chasing so many goals. Like I wanted to accomplish so many goals, but was also so frustrated because I needed to be also a mom and a wife. So I became an always on the edge and nagging mama, you know, and I became this monster mama, <laughs> as I want to call it. You know, I snapped at my son all the time. I glared at my husband. It was just not in a good place, I think. And the day that I finally realized, this was 2017. My son was three years old and the scenario was, it was like this. My mind was on the edge. 
of course. And I literally had so many things in my mind at that time. And I knew I needed to do so many tasks that I haven't done yet. Okay, I had no house help, so I did everything in the house, including all the cleaning. And on top of that, I'm, I was, I'm doing business. And I was always running for an income goal. So that means I needed to reach out to so many clients and customers. I needed to do product presentations. I also needed to train my team. And I remember that very night, it was my turn to be the trainer. And I haven't started on my slides just yet. So I was just finished prepping my son's lunch. And I was also done feeding him too. I still spoon fed him at that time. He was three years old. Okay, yes, that's my fault. He's done feeding. I was done cleaning up after his lunch. And so finally, finally, and that was two o'clock in the afternoon already, I now had the time to open my laptop and finally start to work. So my son was playing near me somewhere, somewhere where, where I can still see him. But out of the blue, he ran to the refrigerator because he said he wanted to get some juice. So I told him to wait for me to get it for him, but he just proceeded to get the juice box and alas, he spilled it all over the floor. And could you imagine my frustration right at that time? I mean, just, I just lost it. I shouted, I screamed at him. I literally vomited so many hurtful words at my son. I couldn't stop. I was so angry and I cried because of that extreme emotion. And now my son is crying. He was shaking, was saying sorry to me. And right then and there, looking at my son, it broke me. My heart just broke watching him trembling and seeing him so scared of me. It was so painful to watch. And I hugged him at that time. I remember we just sat there hugging each other and crying. It was terrible. I, I actually got goosebumps right now just thinking about that situation. I was It was terrible. It was horrible and I hated it. I looked at my child then and he was helpless. You know, he was helpless. He's crying. He's shaking and he was so scared of me. And I was like, what am I doing? This is not the mom I wanted myself to be. I didn't want my son to fear me that way. I knew I had to change and I have to, to do something. I have got to do something about it. And the thoughts I had in my mind then was, surely there are no goals or there are no tasks that's ever that important that it crushes my son or any of my loved ones spirit nothing could ever be that important so my life was changed in that one terrible horrible moment here's what i have to say to you mama if you're yelling at your kids and wondering how to stop the first thing that i want you to know is that you're not alone and if there's one universal truth about yelling is that we all do it and another truth is this it's not very effective. And in fact, it only ends up with everyone getting hurt, you know, both parties getting hurt. And in this case, you and your kids getting hurt. So I'll be sharing with you now what I did to somehow start on the journey of being a gentler, 
of being a less angry mom. Albeit not 100% perfect, I'm not saying I no longer shout or I no longer get angry. I mean, I'm just human after all. And I'll always be a yeller, I think. I mean, it's a constant thing that I always have to work on. But that's okay because now that I'm already in this journey and starting on this journey, I'm able to catch myself from getting angry and calm down faster. And I've also learned ways to prevent it from happening too. And now I'm also quicker to forgive myself. Generally, I'm not you know, that angry, edgy, moody person overall. Sometimes it's just that I have hard moments. And what's important there is I'm starting and I'm trying and I'm getting better. And this one, this is very important to me. Finally, finally, I have learned how to distinguish which ones to, to let go, which ones to prioritize, and really just to let go. That was probably my most important lesson that I've learned from all of this. You know, it's to really to just let go. All right, so I'm going to be sharing with you now the things that I did to get me starting on this journey or the things that I did to get me in this better place now. I'm going to be sharing with you eight tips. <laughs> I know it's a lot, but hey, it will help you. It will definitely, definitely help you as much as it did to me. And as I was drafting this, I was actually, oh, this is a lot, but I didn't want to leave out you know, so many useful stuff. So yes, might as well give you the eight tips and just find in here whatever, whichever is useful for you. So I suggest you get a pen and paper if you can, but if you cannot, just pin this or you can just type it in your phones. All right, all right, let's start. The first thing is to figure out why we get angry or why we snap or or what keeps us on the edge. We all have different triggers. For some, when they're hungry, they're quick to snap and shout. For some, me included, when they're preoccupied or when they're very busy and they get frustrated because there's just so many things that needs to be done. It's so like me. For some, it could be external problems like marital problems, disagreement with someone else, or it could be your house got messy and that stressed you out. Or it's just too noisy and you couldn't think straight. Or your child was just rude and disrespectful to you. There are just so many triggers and that's why knowing is the very first step. Because when you know that, you will now know how to actually prevent it from happening. Example, if being hungry is your trigger, then don't talk to your kids or don't face anybody else you know, until you have eaten already. Or if being busy or having too many things in your mind or in your to-dos is your trigger, then don't do that. Like I've what like what I've said, this is my very trigger. So knowing this, this is actually the reason why I am such an advocate of time blocking and prioritization and just not putting too many things on my planner because I've realized that biting more than I can chew is actually making me feel on the edge, making me feel frustrated and just be quick to snap and shout. The thing there is it's not really the being busy that's get that gets me stressed out. It's actually my frustration because I have so many things in my to-do list that I need to, that I need to do. But then I also need to be 
a mom, I also need to be a present mom to my kids and also need to be a wife to my husband as well. So there are just so many priorities. So that's the reason why I am such an advocate of prioritization and time blocking. And if you've been with me for a while, I've been talking a lot about time blocking, time blocking, because it not just it not just does wonders to our mental state, but it also does wonders to our relationships with our children and with our husbands as well. If you want to know more about time blocking, I will be making episodes about it later on. But if you want to know about it now, you can actually head on to the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community and I have actually a free training there. You can just access it inside the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community. Just add it up. I'm adding a link below so you can just click on that and join us there. Alright, okay, moving on. So my second tip is to give your kids a warning. What I mean with this is that you want them to do something, but then they're not budging, right? They're not following you. So what I do is I give my son a warning. So here's what I do. I tell my son, okay, Kaal, if you don't do this, I will be really angry and I will have to shout at you. I don't want to be angry at you, but if you don't follow mommy, I will have to shout and be angry at you. Do you want that? So I tell that I tell my son that and he does follow. I also use the counting method. Our moms used to do this to us, you know, when whenever they want us to do something and they will they will they will count like one to ten. Okay, one, two, three, you know, that works. That's actually also a form of giving our kids a warning. So I do that also with my son. I actually tell him that, okay, I will count up to ten. If you are not here at the count of ten, I will have to be really angry and I will shout at you. So I just count them at 1 to 10. And yes, my, my son does follow because he doesn't want the consequence of seeing me angry and him feeling hurt, right? So that leaves that that leads me to tip number three, which is give consequences. So this is kind of related to the give your, give your kids a warning because it's also kind of like it's a cause and effect. You no, know, you give them a condition as a consequence if they won't do the things that you're telling them to do. So it's pretty much almost the same, but the other one is a warning and this one is really specific situations or as consequences for them. So for example, my son is a really slow eater. So I usually tell him, if you don't eat faster, you won't be able to play before you go to school or you won't be able to have your free time. So those are consequences that you can do. So the consequence that you're gonna give them, of course, something that's of value to them or something that they really care about. So for example, playtime, free time. Okay, they love that. Kids love that. So I usually give that as a consequence. As a consequence, if they if my son won't follow a task that I want him to do. There's a certain age though for kids that when they're able to follow or to determine cause and effect or when they're able to realize the consequences. So you cannot certainly do it to a one-year-old, of course, or to a two-year-old. But a three-years-old, they start now to learn about cause and effect. So at about this time, you can actually now do, you can actually give them consequences. Okay, the fourth one is adjust expectations. And this is where I was really at fault before because I was expecting so much from my son. And I was expecting for him to behave in a certain way that isn't that doesn't match his age maybe we set so high standards for our kids we may expect them to act like 10 year olds when in fact they're far from being 10 so uh, 
you know, realizing that a three-year-old will always make a mess. They will be really clumsy and spilling all over because they're three years old and they're supposed to be that and it's part of their development. So yeah, I realized that adjusting expectations really takes off that pressure a lot. You really get to enjoy and appreciate your child more, you know, if you just really adjust your expectations and then and when you realize that they're kids and they will act like a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a one-year-old. The fifth tip is take a time out. If you're really edgy or if your mind is racing and you are really in a bad mood, just take a time out. Ask someone else to take over. Ask your husband to take over. Ask your sibling, you know, your, your trusted relative to take over just for a while and take a time out. Go for a walk, do yoga, do meditation, pray or dance if you have to i don't know what it is that you do during your time out but just just really break that intense emotion that you have and just have someone take over and take a time out then just come back later on when you are calmer my sixth tip is apologize you know sometimes we just really lose it it's not intentionally I know when you're starting this journey, you, we try so hard to really keep our cool and stay positive and do all the preventive measures. But then there are just some times when we just lose it. Hard times. And it's okay. And for me, I've realized that kids do need to see us also angry because they need to realize or to learn from us how to handle emotions, big emotions such as anger. It also reminds our kids that we're human. We make mistakes and sometimes big emotions lead us to speak in ways we're not proud of. But saying sorry and apologizing models appropriate behavior for our children to follow when they too lose their temper. This realization really helped me see that I had to be quick to apologize to my kids. That it's important for them to see me vulnerable and, well, that their parents are human beings as well. And that they see us handle situations or emotions such as that. Which leads me to the seventh tip, which is to just let go. That it isn't just about apologizing to our kids, but also forgiving yourself as well. Don't be so hard on yourself. When you do lose control and just get angry, be quick to forgive yourself. We know in our hearts that we're doing our best. We know in our hearts that we're trying. Every day is a journey and, and the following day we will do better. And that's how it is. Motherhood is a journey. The most important thing is we're starting, we're trying, and we're getting better. My last tip is the best one for me, the best tip for me because this has played a major major role in how I deal with my relationships with my kids and with my husband and this last tip is to pray read your bible and meditate on it and like I said this has perhaps been the most effective that I have for you because much of the state I am in now has been brought about my spiritual growth and my spiritual journey. Truly, when you get to know God more, good fruits come about. You see the world so much better, so much lighter, so much more peaceful, despite everything that's happening. I mean, you become kinder, you become more gentle, which in fact makes you happier and in effect makes your kids happier. Okay, so that's my son. So if you, But if you're like me, who is lost as to how to start reading the Bible and to really meditate on it and to really get to know God more, I will be inviting my discipler, Tita Isa, in the next few episodes 
to share some beginner tips on how to get you started in your Bible reading journey. And I'm so excited about that because because I really want to show it to you how amazing it is to to do that. It's kind of like, I call it my superpower. The Bible has so much to offer you. Everything is there. Every self-help book that you need is there. I'm just so amazed. That's why I really want to show it to you. And that's the reason why I want to invite my disciple Tita Isa inside to help you at least get started. Alright, so these are my 8 tips for you. I want to know which of these are most useful to you or which of these are you going to do first. Alright, oh I want to just add, when is it okay to yell? Because it's not all the time that yelling is bad. Sometimes it can actually be good and it can actually save our children, right? So when is it okay to yell? When is yelling a really good thing? Of course, besides obvious situations wherein it's a happy birthday or you squeal or you shout for, with excitement because you're cheering your son at a soccer game. But sometimes it's actually okay to yell and it's really a good thing to yell to get your child's attention when he or she might be in danger. For example, when he is about to touch an electric socket. Of course, then you have to yell and yelling is a really good thing. All right, my son is actually yelling in the background. Or if you want, they're about to fall. Of course, you will have to run and you have to yell to catch their attention or whatever. So then in those dangerous situations or when you when your child is nearing danger, then that's okay to yell. That's also the reason why you don't want to yell all the time. Because when you rely on yelling continuously, it won't work anymore. You know, save it for those emergency situations or for those times where you really need to yell and it has to really work. Alrighty, so there you go, mamas. Those are my eight tips for you. I do hope that you find that helpful. And if you did, do tag your mom friends whom you think this might be helpful for them too. And I will be posting it in my Facebook page and also in my Instagram, the links to this episode, and you can tag your mom friends there. You might also find some other episodes that I've already done to be helpful for you. I will be attaching some links below. And I will be also sharing you a link below all the books that have helped me greatly in this journey. Lastly, I'm sharing a link on how to join the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community where I give out free trainings and where you can also network with other moms and mompreneurs. And really, it's a free resource, so it's going to be fun. So do join there, and I really hope to connect with you there. See you in the next one, mamas! Thank you so much for being here, Mama. And if this gave value to you or has touched you in some ways, please do go to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. You will be blessing me so much. Do also take a screenshot when you do that and tag me at MD in your Instagram story so I can share you in my story too. And perhaps this way, we will be blessing more moms like us. If you also want to be part of the Mompreneur tribe, do head on to Facebook and join the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community. I really, really hope to connect with you there. And as always, bring light and love with a fulfilled heart. Until the next one, Mama.